Hello, gorgeous. So this episode is going to be a little different um, simply because I wanted to address some topics on the podcast because I've been addressing them in my Instagram stories and in my email list if you are subscribed to that. But I know emails and they can get lost very easily and I wanted to Speak what I wrote on the topic of anti-racism pattern interrupts and the space of, of awakening to the shadows that we have, have hid behind, especially um, a lot of white people have, have hid behind, and to be able to bring a couple of the emails that I wrote to you to hold space for that conversation. And I say this knowing full well, I am a white woman, and I always, I used to struggle with the words white privilege, because I went through a lot of stuff growing up, and growing up in a home with an addict, growing up in a home where there was multiple forms of abuse, where there was a lot of love, but a lot of pain as well. I never really thought of myself as privileged. I know other people did as they saw my parents grow their business and start from like nothing to grow it, but that was not how I grew up and there were many things about my life and my childhood that I didn't consider privilege. But what I realized over these past few weeks is that white privilege doesn't mean that you didn't go through some shit. White privilege simply means that your skin color wasn't a part of the shit that you went through. And that's why after the death of George Floyd in particular, along with Breonna Taylor and Ahmaud Aubrey, these deaths just shook me to my core. These deaths among so many others, so many other senseless acts of violence. And... It really made me take a pause and have to assess the stories that I grew up with, the beliefs I grew up with. Now, even my parents will said at my wedding um, that I they one of the things that they've always been surprised about me was that I just didn't see color. And now I will say this because I know that for some that statement is triggering or it's conducive of white guilt, but I really do look at the heart of people. But this time and this pause has really allowed me to assess the the privilege that I grew up in and being able to address it and acknowledge it for what it is and For me, I wanted to put in podcast form these two blogs that I have written, um, that I wrote earlier on in the month, simply because in podcast form, it stays out there. And these were blogs, and there are also emails that I sent to my list. And the first one is called A Pattern Interrupt for Humanity, because that's what I believe that this time was. I wish I could say that I had the words for these past few weeks. A shift has been needed in the world and in ourselves. COVID gave us an opportunity to reflect on what's most important to us. 
For some, it gave us a chance to align and reconnect with our families. For others, it brought into stark contrast our own escapist tactics, feelings that I that have been repressed or suppressed, waiting to be released when the kids graduate. For some, it gave us a swift kick in the pants to pivot, realign our businesses, shift into miraculous overdrive with our productivity and our creativity. And my revolutionaries, Meredith, Stuart, Kala, holy moly, how proud I am of you for having pivoted and adapted your businesses and entire industries for this time. For others, it realigned the fuck out of us to what we want and to what the future holds for us and our industries. Is it even a business you want to be in? Is it even an industry that is going to be around in five to ten years? For myself, these past two months have connected me to a deeper to my spirituality and my relationship with God. It has made my life a miracle, living in a land surrounded by surf and butterflies. It's also brought into a crude light some darker patterns that needed to heal for me. Since 2010, May and June have had a pattern of aligning and realigning the fuck out of me personally, and that's without a pandemic or racial crisis. What I've realized is that life leaves clues and patterns repeat until a rude awakening is realized. In 2010, I left my boyfriend and started dating the man who I would then elope with three months later. In 2011, my husband returned from deployment and we began our dissolution, a.k.a. divorce, something I never thought I would do. 2012, the boyfriend from 2010 robbed my family of nearly $100,000 and it was the same month that I was raped. In 2014, legal proceedings began with my ex-business partner with a buyout signed three months later. In 2016, we bought our first 30-unit apartment complex, both Spike and I, and by that I mean we, to discover that it was a pretty rough place and spent the next four years repositioning and repurposing it to serve as a safe place for the community. In 2017, I was pregnant and slightly panicking with a first-time baby turning pro in my coaching business and a lot of new, new hormones were going down. In 2018, I closed my Pilates studio and stopped coaching out of a location to take my business 1,000% virtual and travel the world. And in 2020, what the fuck world? (laughs) I share this with you, not for pity, but simply that at least for me, May and June have had a neurological hardwiring for PTSD, for which I'm seeking out new tools and therapies to help me heal that. Not that all those experiences were bad, but all of those experiences were a massive alignment check to allow me to notice other patterns like businesses, bad boyfriends, and buyouts that were no longer serving me. We cannot change any pattern that we're not aware of yet. Now that I'm aware of my own funky May-June pattern, I have the power to shift it. Life requires a pattern interrupt to show us what patterns are serving us and what patterns are keeping us stuck and in past programming. Sometimes a pattern interrupt is pausing to reflect, educate, and question your own belief systems. Sometimes a pattern interrupt is changing your daily pattern of busyness to be intentional and present with your family. Sometimes a pattern interrupt is a pandemic. Sometimes a pattern interrupt is just the fact that the pattern has repeated and repeated and repeated enough times for us to finally stand and say, enough is enough. You cannot change a pattern until you are aware that there is a pattern in the first place, which brings me to this. 
We have had in America a pattern for hundreds of years of repressing and suppressing people of color. We have 400 years of this pattern from slavery to Jim Crow to George Floyd. This pattern has to stop. And I think now more and more people are aware of that and understand that. But how? How do we unravel a pattern that has been 400 years in the making and rewire the neurology of a colonial bias toward white people being in power? I wouldn't even dare to pretend that I have all the answers or any really. But as a coach, I do know this. There is power in asking new questions. How can you love and empower people of color more? How can you lift your sisters and brothers in life up? How can you unite the parts of you and bring more wholeness into your own life? How can you bring more compassion to your community, to all members of your community? It first starts with asking these new questions about ourselves. We have an opportunity now to rewire and create some new patterns within us so we can change what's around us. And that is the ripple effect across our country and around the world. And at first, yeah, there are many who will want to throw around the I don't know what to do excuse, which only causes the pattern to perpetuate and repeat. But what if this time you just sat with a new question? What if you made it okay to not know the answer right this very moment, but to allow trust and collaborate in love to allow the answer to unfold? What if you focused only on finding a solution and made yourself unavailable to stop until you have found a solution or five? What if you gave yourself permission to make mistakes and then only learn and grow from them? Check in with yourself about what new question could unlock some new truth inside of you that could actually serve humanity. Change starts when we are first aware of our own patterns and then take action to shift. I have massive hope for this pattern interrupt in the world, for there is an awakening of a new earth unfolding right now. Decide what it is you want it to look like. For me, it's beautiful, colorful, joyous, accepting, and empowering. Now it's time for us to go forth and make it so. So that was one of my responses in response to actually being a bit silent for a couple weeks. I took a few uh, weeks where I really wasn't posting much on social media. I honestly didn't have the words or know what to say. And I took that time to study, to listen to black voices, to ask questions of friends, of clients, of comrades, and to gain an awareness and an understanding beyond my own experiences. Because I only have the my own experiences and we're all still trying to figure out our own experiences and then understand others and we're still just trying to figure out ourselves. So understanding others comes first from listening. As I tell Declan all the time now that he's in his three-year-old phase where he constantly wants to interrupt and inject himself into conversation with random questions about time or um, garbage trucks or something like that, when Spike and I are having a conversation, I simply say to him, hey, dude, you have two ears. Not to say to Declan, not to Spike. I say, Declan, mommy and daddy are having a conversation right now. 
And you can learn so much more if you close your mouth right now and listen instead of try to speak and interject yourself into the conversation. And it's a constant reminder that I have to remind him of because sometimes Spike and I are trying to have an adult conversation. Um, and sometimes we save it and put it on pause until our date nights at, in the, during the evening. But I think we can all take a little toddler advice, especially as we many of us, myself included, and I fully include myself, are toddling out into an awareness of racism, that just the fact that it hasn't been directly in our world doesn't mean that it's not in our world and allowing us to really look at all those pieces and listen to the conversations and open ourselves up to be coachable and teachable on these topics and on our history and which brings me to the second blog that I wrote called unwinding the body of racism or butt muscles (laughs) one of the two So since restrictions are slowly and systematically lifting in Australia three weeks ago, I have received exactly three massages. Yes, nearly a massage a week and spoiled, 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 and I'm 100% okay with it. This past Sunday, when Jaime was working on my lower back and butt, she noticed something, something that I had never really paid attention to. As a former Pilates instructor, I, I know you've got a lot of muscles in your butt. You've got the big bad boys that everyone knows about, the gluteus maximus, medius, and minimus. But then underneath those, there are about five other smaller muscles like your piriformis, your obturator externus, and other funny sounding Latin ones that make you sound like a smarty pants when you say them. It's these smaller, lesser known muscles that sometimes get so tense, you don't even notice them anymore until you do. They're so deep and so used to being so wound tight that you don't even realize you've got an annoying ache in your ass. It isn't until you slowly, deeply get a good massage like neuromuscular therapy or acupressure that you realize just how deep and how tight these muscles are, like a violin string that's about to snap. But you've grown numb to the pressure. You've grown numb to its own lack of blood flow, and you've grown numb to the pain. You didn't intend to go numb to it. You didn't even realize it when you did. But as you go about your day, forging ahead, you're not really paying attention to those deep muscles below the layer of solid surface muscles. As you slowly allow them to release, I figure I've got about three massages before mine do, they can be achy and sore and they remind you constantly, daily, of that pain that you didn't know you had in your butt until you did. And then you can't unknow what you know and know you are aware of until you know something new, you know? COVID was like a massage for the pace of the world. Suddenly, we were thrown onto the table without a place to be. Stay there. For some, it threw us on the table of focus, hunker down with laser intention on purpose. For others, it threw us into awareness of the things that we'd grown numb to, marriages that weren't working, business partners that were out of alignment, paths that were no longer on purpose, beliefs that we tried to blaze past without taking a moment to acknowledge them or question why they were there in the first place or who put them there and how are they serving us to move forward. All the tightness we'd grown numb to carrying around was there being massaged out in the two months of worldwide stillness. Personally, relationally, countrywide, 
worldwide. It's no wonder as a world we were awakened to the aches of systemic racism and Victorian age educational systems that are no longer serving the empathic, creative, empowered, freedom-seeking awakening of this world. Now is a time to sit in the discomfort of change as a culture, because even when it's good change, like a tight muscle unwinding and releasing from years of numbness, there is ache, there is discomfort, there is course correction. In the body, when one muscle has been wound so tight, it's usually causing overcompensation, meaning it's not allowing for the other muscles in the body to do their job. So other muscles that should be able to support the tight muscle have been stretched and ignored and have not had the opportunity to strengthen to keep the body aligned. We haven't built them up. They haven't consciously been strengthened. To release and realign, it's a two-step process. One, letting go requires keeping yourself at the table, digging in and holding the space for new solutions to arise through the knotted fibers. The muscle that has been wound tight, trying to dominate the others, needs to chill the F out and relax. It still will have a job to do, just like all the other muscles in the body, but it needs to stop thinking it needs to compensate or dominate the other muscles. It doesn't. We must do the work to unwind generations of overly taut muscles that have gone numb to the pain they are causing to the rest of the body. This is what is happening now an awakening of the overcompensation and domination of certain white muscles. Unwinding 400 years of a muscle that has been wound so tight and dominating for so long will take time. Simultaneously, we also need to focus on strengthening the other muscles of the body, consciously building them up, supporting them, making them stronger. This is Black Lives Matter. This is people of color. These are the muscles of our human body that have been discounted, ignored, rejected, and left strained and overly stretched at the expense of the dominating, overcompensating muscle. Strengthen the muscles of our human body by buying from BIPOC businesses. Work out your muscle of voting for people who support BIPOC equality. Stretch your muscle by stretching your dollar to donate to BIPOC charities and causes. A body realigns when all the muscles are working in collaboration with each other to strengthen and support the structure of the body as a whole. A body is able to lively move when all the muscles are both flexible and strong. Change will make us sore, but it will also make us strong and aligned as a human race. So I hope those two metaphors of pattern interrupts and butt muscles <laughs> gave a little bit of insight because here's the thing, how you do anything is how you do everything. And so I encourage you to examine the beliefs you were taught, the stories you were taught, the beliefs you're holding the wound tight dominating muscles in your body, both physically and metaphorically, to be able to really take a look at what do you, what do you need in this time right now to be strengthening, to be building up. Maybe it is your compassion for people of color. Maybe it is your empathy. Maybe even it's your anger because all our emotions are simply teachers teachers 
Your triggers are your teachers. So when you catch yourself triggered, immediately wanting to jump into something with your perspective and your opinion and that you have to be right about whatever it is, take a moment to listen, not just to what people are saying, but what's inside, questioning where is this trigger coming from? What is the underlying emotion that I am ready and willing and need to release? Because it is through releasing collectively the negative emotions that we lift and elevate the vibration of the planet, that we lift and elevate the vibration of humanity. But it starts with us. It starts with us looking at our triggers, at those things that we so desperately want to be right about, whether it's you know saying that all lives matter instead of saying black lives matter, or whether it's saying something about COVID, whatever it is, take a, a minute to assess because it's going to guide you to what your values are. And your values, your beliefs, They translate into the actions and habits and thoughts and feelings that you feel on a regular basis. And if something is out of alignment, meaning you're getting triggered by something, then check yourself as to where you may be acting out of alignment with your values. This is a journey we are all on. We are all on a journey of awakening, especially if you're listening to this podcast, um, of awakening, of awareness, of self-examination and really taking stock these things are not taught in school so that's why as adults we're just now learning this so be kind to yourself as you enjoy and experience the learning process because yes will there be times that you may be technically wrong for saying the technically wrong thing possibly probably yeah at the same time What if instead you looked at every experience, every interaction, and checked your ego at the door and looked at every experience as an opportunity for you to learn and to grow and to evolve into a better, more enlightened, more purposeful, more aligned, more empowered, more courageous, more influential human being and leader because that's what this world needs this world needs conscious leaders to rise up and to speak out and to stand up and show up so if you love this episode please take a screenshot of it you can dm me either personally or you can take a screenshot of it i hope this served And I love you so much. I am so grateful for this community, for the kings and the queens that I see day in and day out stepping up and standing out and choosing to show up as a leader of their life and of their circumstances and who are willing to question their programming, their conditioning, and their self-limiting beliefs so that they grow beyond and evolve into the amazing future self that they are born to be and that you evolve into your extraordinary highest magnificence because the law as the law of oneness dictates we are all one 
So let us unite as a human race in compassion during this time and in conviction to standing up for injustice when it shows up in our society. Thank you so much.